Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hello, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is Wonderful. You can't keep us down, can you? <laughs> Y'all thought, this is it. This must be the end of Wonderful. Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> Guess whose first floor of their house smells like something died in it. <laughs> it is us. Shit is rough. It's been a pretty shitty past fortnight. Hey, everybody, welcome the to The Remix. The Remix is here. Thank you for listening to Wonderful and coming at you with a bit of a curveball this week. I like this energy, actually, right now. We got the the door open to the outside. I because know, I'm it's surprised like, you're allowing this outdoor noise. Yeah, we'll get some outdoor foley. It, um, you know, there's a ventilation issue that's quite pleasant i I, i'm enjoying the good smells from outside it's about 70 degrees outside because we are being gaslit (laughs) by fucking nature at this point doesn't it feel like texas is trying to be like what are you talking about what is it what was it was it cold here yeah in in the (laughs) sort of shadowy recesses like uh on the stairs behind our house there's still a little bit of snow back there oh Um, i didn't know that and i saw it yesterday like what? And I was like, oh, yeah, it destroyed the state. It was just here. Yeah, it, so we are recording, <laughs> we are recording this um, the week after there was just a, a record terrible amount of snow and ice and cold temperatures yes. that basically shut the uh, entire state down. We don't have much, prepa- anything prepared for this episode. I imagine yeah. we'll be talking mostly about that and it will be a a strange one but uh we still are dealing with a lot of stuff over here like a lot of texans and i do want to put a bit i I wrote up sort of a uh rundown of our our week uh that i shared on facebook which was strange for me yeah um and i i included the caveat and i'll 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 mention it here because we are going to be talking about it and probably doing a fair amount of complaining but i do want to say that we are safe and we were put through the ringer but we are very lucky in in sort of the grand scheme of things of of having you know food and shelter and not so much water but kind of and um so i don't want to make it sound like we got the toughest break out of what happened but um yeah i mean you know it's like any kind of uh, disaster in that whatever your circumstances going into it only becomes worse. And luckily, <laughs> we had a pretty good circumstance going sure. into it. Yes. And and I think our intention talking about it, I mean, not only is to avoid having to research topics, but also <laughs> because there's a lot of good stuff, you know? I, yeah. think, I think those of you that have looked at this nationally have probably seen a lot of the efforts that you know, the people in our community have been making to make yeah. this a more livable place for people. And uh, that that alone has been inspiring to us and motivating. And Absolutely. We're going to probably, uh, we don't have, again, no prep. We just sat down and started shooting from the hip. But there's still <laughs> a lot of places in Texas that need yeah. help. So we're, we're going to include some links in the show notes yeah. of places you can donate. Um, and that would be really great because the snow is gone, but the amount of, we sus- we sustained some pretty major property damage here, yeah. but it is, but we can live in our house and that's not true of a lot of people. Yeah. There's, there is an incalculable amount of damage that is still done an incalculable amount of, uh, you know, food, food shortage, uh, yeah. water shortage in, in yeah. large parts of the state. So still need your help. If you if you are able, please donate. And um, hey, do you have any small one? Do you have any small one? <laughs> small wonders, small wonders. Uh, our chest freezer. Have we talked about chest it? freezer? Chest freezer. Listen, <laughs> have we the, talked about our kitchen? That? Our kitchen buddy, our our big kitchen frigidaire buddy, didn't. It did its best, but it got it got bad in there. Yeah, um, it was colder outside. Of the fridge than it was inside Uh of the fridge, which, you you know, in hindsight, maybe we should have just thrown thrown wide the gates of of Jericho there and let the just (laughs) let all the air sort of intermingle. Um, It would have been better than what did happen. But that chest freezer didn't 
is unflappable. When almost a year, we've we spent almost a year with this chest freezer because That's when right. the pandemic popped off, Griffin was like, "Wouldn't it be great for us to have a big chest freezer?" Yeah. And before everybody had to start isolating and things became scarce, Griffin, yeah, Griffin purchased this for us. Fits very neatly in our little kitchen, and yeah, uh, and it. It's a chicken nugget warehouse is essentially what it is <laughs> yeah. if we're be, if we're being Griffin and I will eat anything mm-hmm. you know but but our 4 year old that is not the Does case. Not. Uh I'm going to say Stardew Valley 1.5 update uh dropped on <laughs> Switch literally 2 days before the storm hit. Big ups. Big ups. <laughs> To uh, Eric Barone is the name of the developer of, of that game. Griffin Crushed has escaped it. into this little farming paradise. That's right. Uh, things are going good on Madrigal Farm. Uh, we just entered year two, completed the community center, found my way to Ginger Island. I'm exploring all the new content there and having a great time. Uh, we had two uh, rechargeable battery packs that we were using for our phone. And yeah. at one point, I had to run the calculation in my head of, do I give my Switch you know, a 15% little bump just to get me through the night? Or do I save this for our phone to use (laughs) to call out to uh, emergency services if necessary? Um, Yeah, no joke. I've I've played quite a bit of it, and it's been... um, it's been a salve. It's a good game. I've, I've, I've tried to sell Rachel on it um, because you are an Animal Crossing fan, but I, I think the... Uh, I think it's it's the smallness of it, right? Like Animal Crossing, like I can see the little the little cute animal faces. Oh, I see. You know, like and I can customize in a way that is very like enjoyable. Stardew Valley, everybody looks so tiny. And well, I you can you can zoom in, so that's okay. one thing. But I I feel like the thing that might bump for you is the economics of it of, I, I mean you are so. managing a small business essentially um but I, yeah. I I would I would love to play it with you it does have multiplayer so we can we can talk about okay. that okay all right uh so I I thought we would just just to give some context for how all of this popped off for us it was the evening of Valentine's Day it was <laughs> uh I had made a beautiful meal I had of uh it was a short rib ragu with yeah. gnocchi it's sort of my my special mm-hmm. dish takes a long time to make do it in the old dutch oven and uh yeah. it's real tasty had leftovers though didn't make it. No. At that point, we had known that people were starting to lose power. Yes. And it had been communicated to us that the storm that was coming in was going to be quite bad. And we knew that, what, two weeks? Like, we saw, the Texas saw that, this is an important part of the puzzle, Texas knew that this cold front was coming yeah. in a very, very well enough in advance to take certain precautions there was there was no preparation that every single person more or less was going to lose either power and or water or both uh and so we had kind of prepared for it uh but not for a multi-day situation right that weekend we got freezing rain um which sort of drove a bit of a rush that i participated in to go to the grocery store and stock up on things which is on one hand good because we did have stuff for the next two days but also all that stuff got spoiled yeah we we just didn't think we didn't think we were getting in for a situation where everything we purchased that required electricity was going to go bad right um so yeah about 1 30 a.m on on uh monday morning sunday evening valentine's day evening uh we lost power um and it was, it was it was cold. It was it was cold. Yeah. I mean it was all it it, it was in the thirties, maybe. The, I don't know, man. I think it was already in the teens at that point. Definitely mm-hmm. Monday night is when it got to seven degrees. Um so we have a baby monitor our, our, and so I had to go sleep on the second floor of the house. So with the door open so I could hear Henry cry if if that was if an he issue. Woke up, yeah. And uh when we woke up it was already very cold inside of our house uh we have a two-story house and the second story at that point was maybe 20 degrees warmer than the first floor um so very quickly that monday we realized that we were going to have to move upstairs move upstairs um because i would estimate it was probably i don't know high 40s downstairs inside um and And we have a gas fireplace but it is it produces no more decorative than functional yeah it uh it with the flu open we were letting in more cold air than the fireplace could offset so that was not unfortunately um we we still had water 
Well, yeah, I guess, kind of. Uh, <laughs> we were doing the thing that uh, maybe we can share some life lessons. Also, if this happens to you, no, no joke. There are things I wish I would have known. Yeah, for sure. Like when they say let your water drip out of your pipes. That's that's not uh, a joke. That's incredibly important prescriptive uh, advice. Yeah, and this is something I talked about with Griffin. Like we have obviously been homeowners for a while now, but never outside of Texas. Right. So. Any kind of issues we've had with homeownership have been Texas specific, which don't typically involve freezing. <laughs> um, so we were doing that uh, to fast forward that particular element, though. Uh, it got below freezing inside of our house, and so we had literal stalactites hanging from the little ice icicles hanging from the faucets. Yeah, so which we thought like, oh, isn't that isn't that isn't crazy? That cute? Um, so that the drip didn't end up protecting us at all. Uh, yeah, we at this point we had no idea how long our power was going to be off, and yes. so we thought like, let's try and stick it out mm-hmm. because the roads are quite bad. The roads were terrible. We had what half a foot of snow in yeah. our, and we live up in a hilly neighborhood. And uh, another was... thing about Texas is that there is no infrastructure to support snow removal, and so the streets were not being cleared. No, and what would happen is every night it would get below freezing. And so any melt that may have happened would just freeze. Would and freeze would right away. Yeah. Worse and worse and worse. Uh, to really drive this home, because this was one of those things that was everyone. Uh, to, very, 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 very long story, as short as I can. The power grid was in danger of fully blacking out, which is a, a tremendous danger and takes you know weeks and weeks to repair. Everybody who was not on a power circuit that was shared with a hospital or fire station or other sort of essential, um, you know, building lost power. And those outages were supposed to rotate, but there were no non-essential circuits to rotate to. So basically, if you lost power, you didn't have power. And... There were lots of power generators in the state that failed um, because they were not properly winterized. Uh, Texas is part of its uh, has its own power grid uh, to be sort of free of the regulations of the big national power grid. So there was no outside help coming in. Um, and there wasn't enough power being generated because natural gas lines, and uh, coal lines uh, and some renewable energy lines, although a majority of our power came from natural gas, which got shut down, just froze up because they weren't they weren't prepared. Uh, and the government doesn't sort of enforce what what meager winterization regulations exist already, which is going to be a thing that hopefully we are <laughs> we talk about yeah. moving forward. So that is why this the power grid collapsed. Like, not not fully, but for all intents and purposes, for the people affected. It, it went down and it did not come back up. So uh, there was nowhere to go because you couldn't get in your car and drive anywhere, especially in our neighborhood. And so your only option was let's bundle up. This is why when people, you know, were making themselves sick with carbon monoxide poisoning because they were lighting their gas ovens and just letting that run, it's we were like people in this – state and city were cornered and had nowhere to go and could only wrap themselves up in so many blankets but eventually your inside gets as cold as the outside and that's what do you fucking do at that point yeah so we we found kind of the sunniest most insulated room in our house and brought a bunch of blankets and spent all day monday uh into the evening in one room of our house uh our son was a real trooper about it we we were lucky in that we had enough power saved up in our devices that we had the ipad we had a lot of toys still uh and the other thing that made Things tricky for us, though, was that we have no cell service. Our neighborhood, our house, right? Yeah, our neighborhood is laid out in that we are completely dependent on Wi-Fi calling. So, so. <laughs> we would have to walk out, out onto the street, um, yeah. and just be on the street. We couldn't park our cars on the street because our cars couldn't move uh, from the garage. Uh, and just like stand out in the cold along with all of our neighbors. Our neighbors, yeah. So this is the first big wonder, I think, for me, is we met a lot of our neighbors this week. We are terrible, I think, as a lot of people in our generation are, like actually being in touch with our yeah. neighbors and did a lot of talking. And I think there was a lot of 
isolation, COVID isolation, that was, I mean, there were a lot of sort of quarantine protocols that we had to break, like full stop, uh, and we're not as COVID safe as we possibly could be. But, um, you know, just talking to our neighbors from six feet away on the street was genuinely nice. And literally, everybody was going through the exact same thing. So being able to share, sharing information was huge, too. But, you know, coming back in from outside, there was no way to get warm. I genuinely was afraid of frostbite. Eventually, we had to go the next day. We spent the night at the house. Uh, we lit a bunch of candles. We had like a dozen scented candles, which like big ups uh, to everybody. <laughs> er- who, Erica <laughs> yeah, Huff. Yeah, Erica Huff and Wick Habit. Wick Habit who sent probably us candles. Probably not the usage these candles were intended no, for. No, I think it probably gave us a few degrees bump in that room that we we – uh, by the time we s- fell asleep, we could see our breath in the room we were sleeping in, which sucks. And we woke up with like black, crusty goo <laughs> coming out of our nose. We were like picking gross gunk out of Henry's yeah. nose because I don't think you're supposed to have that many candles going burning in the room all night long. Yeah, no, uh, we, that was a big. We're mistake. laughing, but like I felt like I had smoked a pack of cigarettes the next day yeah, after, bad. and we have a nice sort of ombre in our uh, in the room we slept in of the going up to the ceiling. That was probably the most dangerous. Uh-huh. Uh, or one of the most dangerous things the that we smell did. Uh, they're delightful smelling <laughs> candles in i in when used one at a time <laughs> we, we had a a yoga studio aesthetic uh in yoga, our yeah. cold wasteland but it smells like a fucking bath and body works burned down <laughs> inside of our room there um so the next morning we woke up and the toilet water had frozen and we were like, we got to fucking go. Yeah. Our gas stove continued to work. And so we were able to like make warm meals. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, our probably our, the shittiest mac and cheese or uh, shittiest uh, grilled cheese sandwiches I've ever made. In yeah. My life. We were really lucky because we, we went out to the street to get in. Griffin was able to get his car out of the garage when we went out to the street and we realized we didn't have the energy or ability to find a place to stay on our own, yes. just given our, so our limited batteries. So I texted we, the family and said, please, will you please yeah. <laughs> you know, call the area and find a hotel? Amanda, yeah. our business manager, was helping out too. Basically all hands on deck, and we're very appreciative of that. Um, but there were not very many vacancies. Um, I will also say that this was simultaneously happening in West Virginia, more or yes. less. And so Justin and Sydney were kind of fighting their own battle. That did not make the national news as much as Texas, but West Virginia got hit extremely hard. There are places in West Virginia that still don't have power and they need, you know, just as much help as as, as we do. Um but another complication is that a lot of hotels lost power. So like a lot of these booking places like, you know, Kayak or Hotels Tonight or whatever, you would go on and be like, hey, here's a room. So my family would like book a room and then call the hotel and be like, oh, no, we have we have no power. We are not a functioning operating business right now. So they booked like six hotels <laughs> and five of them were not functioning hotels yeah. and they had to like get you know, a, a refund right away. But they found one room in a very f- 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 sort of ritzy, yeah. not ritzy, not the hip, maybe is the right word. Yeah, so downtown Austin was was one of the areas least affected by the power outage. And so if you were able to find a hotel room downtown, well, right. more than likely it was in pretty good shape. So they found one room downtown uh, and uh, we couldn't check in for a while, so we we had to leave our house. So we got in and slip slip slided our way across town to our friend's house, which, to be fully honest, was one of the highlights uh, where we sort of allowed ourselves to. We knew that they were keeping safe, sort of COVID, yeah. COVID wise, and so we all kept masks on, and the kids kept masks on. Our friend, our uh, Henry, and their kids are friends, and so watching yeah. Henry play with other kids for the first time in a year, for, yeah, was tear jerking. I th- like in the we were so emotionally devastated. Yeah. I think by what had happened, and were scared of being in this freezing house with our son, and like you know, hoping it didn't get much colder and hoping we could sleep through it. And having this sort of ray of sunlight of like seeing our kids play together was like yeah, a lot to uh, handle. Yeah, I think 
one of our concerns, we've been very fortunate in that we have been able to keep Henry home. So he has not been in school or daycare yeah. for a very long time. And one of our concerns has always been like, is he going to be, Yeah, <laughs> is he going to have a hard time relating to other kids after, after this? And it was just really, it was nice were, to right, see him play. Thick as thieves again. Yeah. It was, it was, um, uh, but yeah, so at this point it's it's Tuesday and it's like lunchtime and we are just kind of hanging out there. Yeah. Because um, they have not lost power this entire time. Right. They had family coming in town that week. Yeah. So um they're they had a pretty full house. Uh they they offered us a, a place to stay, but we didn't wanna you know, they were also going through it. So we, yeah. we decided to Make the trek downtown, which uh, the one major highway in Austin is I-35. It had been salted. It had been de-iced. So we were able to get downtown fairly easily and then slip slide our way to the hotel, um, which um, was – they had power. Or they had hot water. We were able to yeah. shower, which was great. Um, this is when I think the food shortage became really yes. real for us because – They had like three things – in their kitchen that they could make. One of them was a cheese pizza, pizza thank God. So Henry had something to eat because <laughs> yeah. uh, he wasn't going to eat like a superfoods quinoa bowl. <laughs> yeah. So that night we had food, we had hot water, we had a warm place to sleep, and that was great. I made a very stupid choice that night, which was at that point we had heard of pipes bursting and pe- the advice that was going around. Again, like not on any kind of governmental level not no, like austin austin water was not I, I, it's really tough for me to place blame on citywide agencies right like austin energy people were threatening austin energy crews who were like coming out and in in 10 degree weather like climbing up iced poles to like try and fucking fix stuff and so the communication coming out of those places wasn't great but you know a lot of that stuff was coming from a statewide level that they had no control over. But all, all that to say, like, there was no unified voice saying, go out to the street right now. Here's what the homeowner shutoff for your water yeah. looks like. So I didn't fucking know. So everybody was saying, shut off your water on Facebook. So I drove back here in what was probably the riskiest driving I've ever done in my life. Um, because at that point, it was nighttime and everything was frozen over again. And I had this go over the hills and roads were shut down and I got chewed out by somebody for trying to uh, go down a street I shouldn't have. And it was, it was very treacherous. But when I got here, it was night and I couldn't find said shut off. So I just went inside the house and did what I could. And I yeah, got back to the... We, so at this point, our, our we knew that our power had come back on. Yes. Uh, because we have a... I mean, I don't know if we want to plug the particular service. No, we, yeah, have. we have a ther- we have a we had a thermostat that was like, "Hey, you have power yeah. again." It was still thirty degrees inside the house, and it was not going to be warm enough to we sleep. We have an app on our phone that tells us, yes. like, like if our thermostat is running. And so we knew that we had power, and we knew that once things started to warm up, we were right. going to get a real sense of the damage. But it was it was night. Our city sh- or our homeowner in Austin, and I imagine probably in a lot of places too, but I don't fucking know. You have two water shutoffs of the water going from the street into your house. One is the city shutoff and one is the homeowner shutoff. The city shutoff, you need a special tool. And not everybody has a homeowner shutoff. So there were a lot of people whose pipes exploded and they were like, my house is actively flooding right now and there's nothing I can do about it because there is no homeowner shutoff and the city requires you to use a special tool. You are not supposed to shut off the city shutoff yourself. You're supposed to call them. But it's fucking, you know an ice field outside. There's no yeah. way that they can get out here. They are, you can't get through to them. Uh, and so a lot of places were just screwed. So ours was buried under snow. I couldn't find it. I did what I could and and drove back home. Uh, the next morning we woke up to a letter under the door of our hotel saying, we now have no food. So yeah. we were like, well, okay, uh, shit. Uh, I went out to, a, I found a CVS that opened at 10 a.m. It was the only business downtown that was open. I was like, I'll get there right at 10 a.m. It'll be money. <laughs> I got there and there was a line around the corner. Yeah. Uh, so I waited in line for two hours. Here's a wonder. Here's a nice wonder. Talk to nice people. There was a nice young couple who was right behind me in line and we talked for the whole two hours and they were very, very nice. They were sort of, uh, it was kind of, it was nice to complain to somebody who like, 
the idea that we had a four-year-old and you were, you know, quite pregnant and, you know, we needed food and were trying to keep our son happy and like the we had more responsibilities than they did yeah. and seeing them be like oh my god was in a way like kind of like okay yeah. so it does suck shit yeah it is fucking bad here yeah okay thank you that's quite that's yeah. quite nice um, yeah but everybody was going through it and to it was the first like conversation i had had with strangers at length in a year and so that was genuinely nice and it took us two hours to get inside and when we got inside there was no food there was Griffin came back with some great valentine's candy that's it that's all they recently expired still tasted brand new yeah uh so a sad (laughs) a sad voyage but like seeing those people inside the store once they were only letting in three people at a time so it was basically supermarket sweep just the three of us in there like hey what'd you find like oh i got some expired applesauce cool i know i was texting griffin like what are people coming out with <laughs> like are you looking in their bags Do so i came home things? with some sour patch kids <laughs> some reese's hearts we got some juice we got some bad juice uh some shitty flavorless juice so um about halfway through the day the sun had come out the roads were getting a little bit better we thought let's just let's we have power at our house it's still very cold there but it's getting warmer let's go home and griffin had to kind of argue with me on this because i knew it was a gamble what we were going to find when we got home right and it was still somewhat dangerous because it hadn't completely thawed to get home and i had that real dilemma of do we leave this like warm hotel room with Which power we, and yeah. water? The the hotel was tricky because they weren't kicking anyone out, right? They can't. Uh, yeah. And so we called down like, can we stay an extra night? And they were like, yeah. Because uh, they weren't taking new reservations. We must have gotten one of the very last ones because nobody yeah. was leaving. They couldn't take new reservations. So we we had the room for another night. But part of me wanted to free that room up if we could, if we could go home. And the other part of me was we need to be home in case something bad happens. Yeah. Um, and I had thought since Griffin went the night before. Yeah. And said that things looked okay, that we were potentially out of the woods. Right. Which was, was a little a naive. foolhardy. So we got... Everything packed up, got in the car, drove drove home, which was not too bad. Um, and uh, should we leave a little cliffhanger here? So, oh yeah, we do need to go to ads. Uh, <laughs> so and we can steal we you away. We walked into our house and everything was fucking ruined. Can I can I steal you away? <laughs> It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality, and you think that I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghostwriter, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Stiles episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people, you can, you can sell uh your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um there for the commercial the super bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain griffin yeah you know it's a shame what Is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? (laughs) It's factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. (laughs) Factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, There's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? (laughs) Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters. 
with I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. Hey, here's uh, jum- uh, Jumbo Bombs. And this one is for Grant, my love. And it's from your love, Katie, who says, Hey, Bubba, you are my favorite. I know wonderful is my show, but you are the most wonderful thing to me, so why not share the love? I love you very much and can't wait to see where we are living when we hear this. Hopefully we have a dog by then as well. If not, let's go out and get one now. This is also a signal for me to slap your butt, so look out. Ooh. Oh. Gotta keep your head on a swivel there, Grant. Could be butt slaps coming in hot and surprise dogs. <laughs> it's a It's a real jungle out there. Can I read the next message? Please do. It is for future Alec from past Alec. Hello, future Alec. You're listening to your favorite podcast and you're doing great, I'm sure. Don't listen to that voice that says otherwise. You're working on your degree and I'm sure you're still running a stellar D&D game with marvelous players who all love you. You are loved by your husband too. So don't give up. Much love, past Alec. That is a sweet one. And... I'm glad that this is your favorite podcast. There's a lot of there's a lot of good ones out there. Are you sure? We know you have choices when yeah. you listen and we're thankful <laughs> that you choose us. Absolutely. You're our platinum medallion gold <laughs> diamond member. All right. So when we when last we left <laughs> um, We had just returned home. I and think we're the grateful. first words in my I opened up the door. The first floor was still very cold, but like, you know, we could tell that there was power. There was power, and I think we walked in, and like because there wasn't water at our doorstep or like rushing under our doorstep. I think the first words I said was, "Well, this doesn't look too bad." <laughs> and then I listened with my listening ears, and I heard <laughs> our our. I'm, I'm trying to dis- think of how to describe the kind of architecture of our house. The first floor has like a sort of sunken area, right? Where you walk down a couple stairs and then there's our bedroom, there's a closet, there's a guest bathroom down there. And then there's our master bathroom, which which has like our main closet where we keep our clothes in and a little toilet alcove. Um, and the- this is like the very side of the house too. This is like uh, when you walk in, obviously there's all of our living spaces and then kind of on one side. About a quarter of our house, right? You, yeah. think, you think of about maybe a third of the first floor of our house is, is down a foot that you have to go down yeah. a couple stairs to get down to. The ceiling was gone. Well, it wasn't gone. In the bathroom. It was on the floor. Yeah. Uh, and there was a pipe directly above the hole that was shooting shooting tremendous amounts of water it was not a drippy drip it was a blast it was like if somebody had knocked the cap off a fire hydrant literally that that much yeah i think so i come from a very quiet home uh and so griffin comes from a louder home and so it's not unusual for me to hear griffin make a loud noise and sometimes it's just like uh oh i got a paper cut this was a different kind of loud noise (laughs) i knew there was a problem uh well you're also you knew there was a problem when you heard the sound of gallons of water falling I didn't, into it. I didn't hear it until I got right on top oh, of okay. it. I didn't hear it like front door. So I called 311, called the city and like gave Rachel my phone while I ran outside to try and find the homeowner shut off, uh, which I couldn't. I found the city shut off, which was under a big sort of manhole. Uh, and I popped it open and there was what looked like there was the water meter, right? And then there looked like a big sort of steel cast iron bolt so I ran back inside and grabbed my wrenches, which, which I by have. the way, like that wrench set, how did you, it looked like it had been unopened. And so it was like this no, it's, thing. No, it looked like it had been unopened, but it's, it, that's just how it's stored. Oh, okay. Um, I was just like, where did this even come from? I didn't know we had it. Yeah, no, I've, <laughs> I've used it for a couple plumbing sort of scenarios, nothing quite this dire. But that, that bolt in the city shut off, again, you need a special tool, which they sell online and you can like buy them at Home Depot and some of our neighbors had them. So I also got on Facebook really, this was in the span of five minutes, 10 minutes and posted like, I need this 
right now. Does anybody on our street have it? Uh, and then I ran to our neighbor's house and knocked on his door like, hey, I found this thing. Do you happen to have this tool? I also don't know if it's our shutoff or your shutoff, so I don't want to... So he came up and showed me his homeowner shut off. So now I kind of knew what to look for on my side. And I got out a shovel and I started digging. And under a bush, under a half a foot of snow, I finally found it and turned it off. And after another five minutes or so, the water had flushed from our system and was still dripping quite violently into our room, but not gushing, right? Yeah. Um, and at this point, when we got home, it was like Tuesday afternoon. Uh, and so we realized, like, we need to start making phone calls right if away. we're going to get anybody. Because we knew this was happening all over the city. Yes. Uh, we, and we knew also that there were limited business hours left in the day. And at that point, we had been on hold with 311 for, like, 20 minutes. We, ga- we, uh, <laughs> we gave up on the city. Yeah. We we gave up on 311 because they weren't. And this is, like, the uh, sort of emergency, non-life-threatening emergency services number that you call. And they were they didn't answer because of yeah. how like how slammed they Overloaded. were loaded yeah and so we did the, what the equivalent of like taking out a yellow pages is and yeah. that we just started calling I got every on number Angie's list and like filed a bunch of different like filed our insurance claim and like there's a lot of if you're not a homeowner there's a lot of stuff you have to do with yeah. water damage specifically we have no water now right because we had to shut off the the city plumbing and we uh, still don't uh you yeah. need a plumber to fix that. You need a water remediation company to come in and assess the damage. Water damage is catastrophic because it, it gets it gets in the walls and the insulation yeah. and all of that has to go. We based on the fact that Griffin came the night before and things looked okay. Yes. And uh we got home the afternoon the following day. We have no yeah. We have no idea how there's long about this a was 15, There's about a 15-hour period between when I was at the house and then when we came back from the hotel that we don't know. So it could have been gushing for 15 hours. It could have been gushing for a half hour. We don't know. We kind of know now. Yeah. Uh, the, the damage is extensive. Yes. And we were fortunate, uh, for better or worse, that we were still kind of in the the front runner pack of damage. Yes. And so we, we but have, I mean, it's still, it's Tuesday. Now this was Wednesday when we got home, a plumber is supposed to come today when we're recording, still don't have water. Uh, the water remediation company got bumped and got bumped and got bumped and finally came late last night to walk in and say, everything's fucking ruined. And we're going to have to gut basically a quarter of the house. Like all the walls are coming out. All the ceilings are coming out. All the insulation's coming out. All the carpets are coming out. All the, uh, and they're going to start tearing the house apart today. But again, like, we don't know if they're going to actually show up or not. And we are yeah. lucky. Like, we are the lucky ones. There are plumbers who, and this is, you know, making national news, like people getting 300 calls a day with full voicemails and yeah. plumbers that are booked six weeks out. Are, are We have a nanny who started coming in again last week, even though we didn't have water, who's been fucking amazing who has yeah. brought in she she has camping gear and so she's brought in like these six gallon buckets of water because we had been melting snow in pots to pour into our toilet to flush them yeah uh and we're we were looking at having to boil snow to drink um and fortunately i found a gas station just down the hill that i was able to drive to to get a pallet of water from um so like that's another thing we've been very lucky about is that we've we've we have not hurt for drinking water yeah. which a lot of fucking people are um yeah when griffin was able to find a water remediation cl- crew and i was able to find a plumber yeah so we had somebody who could destroy our house and fix our water but we still don't have anybody to fix the house which is we have places to live inside of our house, but also we're going to have a baby in like three weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's too much to kind of process all at once. Uh, so all we can really do is kind of feel fortunate that... We have the stuff that we do have, and we have the resources to like get stuff fixed. Yeah. Which a lot of people don't like. Again, we're like, I'm genuinely so grateful for everything that worked out but it is it is on a person it is on a personal level it's t- it's horrible yeah uh, and very scary but on a on a statewide level like it's in, it's unthinkable it's un, it's immeasurable well, everybody that, is going through this the thing that griffin and i keep talking about that you don't always realize if you're not living in a place after a disaster 
because, you know, Griff and I are both from areas that are used to cold weather. The power goes out, it comes back on, things go back to normal. But that's just not going to be the case here. Uh, And all these people that maybe now have power, it's not like they can just go back to their their life now they have serious damage to their to their home and their right. property you know the city has basically been shut down for a week and so I oh we we got a uh the day we got home you know it didn't affect us much because we didn't have water because i had to shut it off because of uh what exploded inside of our house but there was a boil a citywide boil notice from yeah. wednesday through i mean it's still active in parts of the city which yeah. because one of the one of the uh water treatment plants went down and so now, like, even if you had power and you did have running water, you had to boil it, which made things tricky for us because it's not like we could just go to a friend's house, grab some water, yeah. start chugging it down, baby. We would have to start – we would have to, to, to boil that. Yeah. What, what, what I guess I, I want to communicate is that even though the power is on and it is 70 degrees outside, uh, the damage done by this uh, will take a very long time to repair. And yeah. so it, it again, it's not like my childhood where it's like, oh, I got out a flashlight for a night, you no. know, and maybe I had to throw out my ice cream. The, I mean, the reason I bring that up and, and it gives me a level of compassion that I, I didn't previously have is people always talk about during a disaster – there is tremendous momentum for relief. Everybody is donating and providing water. And then after a week or two, everyone kind of assumes like they should be good now. And that's just, that's not going to be the case for a lot of people Yeah, here. I, I mean, the disruption to, it, it, we were in the middle of a pandemic and trying to figure out what bringing a child into this world and our home was going to look like we're in the we're in the we are in the home stretch of that and that is a lot for for anyone and now we have you know a a, a quarter of our home that is that we can't really <laughs> that we can't go in so much yeah. right now and we still don't really know what it's going to take to tear that out and 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 fix everything and that is you know at worst an inconvenience right uh but you extrapolate that out to like everybody is going through that. And there are many, 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 many people who are going through much worse. Austin, thank God, has a okay infrastructure for people experiencing homelessness. And they very quickly expanded warming centers and shelters. And they converted the entire capital metro system to transporting folks to those warming centers and but like you know that's not going to be true in every rural area or or even every city in texas Um, yeah i mean there are still people the grocery stores are kind of back up and running after several days where they couldn't get new shipments fucking heb is it's like a meme in texas (laughs) where like you can't really trust the government to do anything for you because it's been deregulated to the point of being functionally useless but he fucking b will like yeah our governor and our senators are doing almost nothing but our grocery store was really grocery store but this is this is the hugest wonder and it's also quite sad that the work is being maybe not sad right like i don't i don't know how to interpret this the the work is being done by neighbors and it's being done by local businesses who are just giving fucking food away heb had the power go out in one of their locations while people were shopping there and they were just like go ahead and leave with your food and don't worry about paying for it not that heb is a particularly small business but like mutual aid funds are saving lives like literally saving lives yeah putting food on tables and 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 giving people water and safe places to stay who would have died without that help that is where the help is coming from and that on one hand is a beautiful portrait of of community and what it's capable of and how strong it still is despite everything that we're going through and it is also heartbreaking that there's not a, a more centralized effort to fucking provide 
relief. Uh, it's it's yeah. it's so frustrating and sad and yeah i uh there are so many people and circumstances you know you couldn't you couldn't get stuff you couldn't get it delivered to your house like you really had to be like does anybody on my street have formula because you you couldn't chance driving out to get to a store that had nothing on the shelves you know it it there was somebody looking for Similac, which is a, a, a special kind of dairy and soy-free uh, baby formula that we had to use with Henry because he had a, a, a cow's milk protein allergy, which sounds like bullshit, but is like a pretty serious thing. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't have any more, but like when we did have to find it, we had to like get it from the Babies R Us that is now closed and like – sourcing that was such a stressor when everything was working right. And well, now, and everybody, like all of our family wanted to help and they wanted to mail us things, but they, you know, work, yeah. like everyone who had those like two day shipping options didn't realize that two day shipping meant a week now because of the way the, the trucks had gotten behind. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know how. Oh, Henry got also a stomach bug, weirdly, like yeah, a couple which, nights ago, which we think is probably because he either either we pushed our expired food from the not thaw. expired. But well, like, you know, food that was no longer good because we couldn't maintain the right temperature or because we don't have running water to wash his hands. Like this circumstance was so bleak. And so eye-opening for us, like it was almost too much. But he's better. Today. He's fine now. He had like a fever for night, and like <laughs> that's not that's not. Um, that's it was not just helping. it was just another thing. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I I think the thing I, I've realized is there are a lot of people around the country that have been through kind of natural sure. disasters, and they have experienced a lot of what we are talking about. I think this is the first time that Griffin and I have really had to you know, uh, weathers <laughs> some kind of storm that really drastically dangerously impacted our, our circumstance. Uh, and every, it just touched everything. It hit everyone. And, and I, there is the extra f infuriating element of what could have been avoided if regulation was taken seriously with regards to our tech fucking uh rick perry had a statement um because people were coming after the uh, ERCOT, which is the statewide sort of regulation board for the power grid uh and people were coming after all of i mean basically how power works in texas saying like we there has to be regulation there has to be some sort of redundancy with the national grid there has to be something so that when this does happen again because this is a fucking freak storm it was the longest stretch of uh below freezing temperatures in the state's history yeah ever ever uh but it's it had in 2011 we had a big blackout and got all of these like warnings basically saying like your power grid is not safe for this you need to do something about it 10 years later we didn't and this is what happened um but rick perry had a quote where he was like the good people of texas aren't gonna let a few cold days keep them from giving in to the federal regulations that and it's like texas pushes that to the extreme right we have no income tax we we are there is a genuinely huge uh, amount of light touch taken to statewide yeah, government. Yeah, it's a state for business, you know? Like, they make things comfortable for corporations to come, which makes our state look, you know, pretty prosperous. But yeah. when you look at... But then at those businesses don't fucking protect us yeah, yeah. and themselves from, from this weather, and 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 this is this is what happens. So, like, uh, and, and, and having Greg fucking Abbott go on Hannity and talk about that this is, oh, this is the Green New Deal, like... Fuck off, dude. Ted Cruz leaving. Like, Ted Cruz is a fucking dipshit, idiot, loser, piece of trash. But watching Greg Abbott go on and immediately start, like, lying when people are fucking dying because yeah. nobody nobody was taking this seriously. Yeah. it's it's It does not make us particularly optimistic that things are going to change because of the way that Texas thinks about <laughs> like regulating corporate yeah. interests it's it's there is there's not a particularly sunny 
lesson to to be taken there. You see, like, and and this is that like dichotomy. I think I was getting at earlier is like I saw more people helping people than I have in my entire life, and was subject to that help and gave that help in ways that I haven't in my life because we've never gone through anything like this. But it's going to happen again because of this yeah. uh, other level of people who could stop it and will not and it, or, or at least have given no indication that they that they will and so it's like well I, I i guess i'm glad that the community is here but we shouldn't have to be the ones to shoulder the burden of this yeah yeah i I I have always been a believer that that there is a strong place and role for government in our society, uh, and uh, I would say that that failed us at every level uh, this past week. Brass like brass tax, the government has to take care of yeah. the roads and utility. Like that's if 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 they're not doing that, then what the fuck are they doing? There's so much more that the the pooling of all of our national interests accomplishes for us that they should be doing but that the very basis of it we need water and power and roads that work and if you can't fucking do that then what the fuck are you doing like what yeah. do you do all day yeah it's 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 insulting it's infuriating it is a, it's a i knew it was bad but when you see shit fall, the skeleton of the thing fall apart. I apologize. Like I, I, this energy is helping absolutely nobody, and I recognize that. But it's so, it is so demoralizing, and it's so the antithesis of what we try to do on this show. Because there is, there were a lot of light points to this, but those light points came as survival mechanisms in yeah. the face of a thing that shouldn't have fucking happened. To be as grateful as we were to get buckets of wastewater from people so we could flush our toilet like it's it's just like it's unreal to to have that experience uh in a in a place that is supposed to be one of the best economies in the country yeah yeah we see that and and there's a cost to that right that now like everybody's very intimately familiar with i I don't know that there's much else to say. Like that's that's where we're at. This has been a genuinely life changing like event, both from a like uh, adult responsibility thing. Like uh, I've never experienced walking I, into our house to find it yeah. flooded, and like what do you do with that? And where's I feel like I have quite a bit more know how. For... I'm glad. Um, glad this baby's still inside. I feel I yeah. can't even imagine trying to do this with a newborn. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that we had friends that uh, had running water and or power to help us out. Uh, shop vac came in clutch. Big yeah. ups to the Minskers for that shop vac. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, we would still have standing water potentially in that space downstairs. Uh, we may. We haven't knocked those walls out. <laughs> I'd be surprised if we didn't have a little, um, you know little kiddie pool going on in there. Um, smells like it. Smells the hell like it, doesn't it? Um, we we are going to be okay. And there's lots of people who aren't. Please donate. Like if uh, if you take anything away from this. When I wrote that thing on, on my f- Facebook, I mostly wrote it because I don't think people really understood the scope of what had failed here. Yeah, what had, what there, are, there are discrete pieces of this that are relatable to anybody, you know, like people have lost power, people have had icy roads, people have had stores run out of stock. But everything at once made this like a very unlivable place for an extended stretch of time. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think Griffin really made it clear of like, okay, well, here are your basic needs and here's how each one was eliminated during this time frame. Yeah. But we're 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 okay now. Like things things we're going to be living out of different parts of our house for a while and probably st- uh, what is broken in our house will not be fixed by the time the baby gets here and that's fine cuz we're going to be able to give that baby a warm home and recording studios fine. The studios doing great. <laughs> Rug is great. Lamp is great. Um, brother printer, brother printer, just fine is, is doing all right. Um, so like 
I'm 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 angry and I'm grateful. I I feel all these feelings and I feel very self conscious about them because we're yeah. doing okay. And yeah. this anger that I have should be reserved for the people who don't. But I can't help like I'm so fucking angry and yeah. I'm so moved and I'm I'm sad and I'm so we're so fucking tired. Like we <laughs> that's not like every night we fell asleep at like the night that it it we had to camp out in the one room, we all fell asleep at like seven thirty. Like some crazy because yeah. it's just like we were so tired and still are. Like every day the amount of physical exhaustion of just like hauling all of our wet shit out of that one room and tearing out all the insulation, which big ups to my I posted a picture on Instagram and everybody called our insulation house meat and house beef. And that was a genuine highlight. <laughs> I, I posted this picture like expecting some sympathy and literally every comment was like, mm, that's some good house beef you got there. The house is trying to give you beef, Griff. Griffin was in the perfect headspace for that because I, I looked at when he told me that I looked like tried to read his face of like is this striking you as insensitive or funny and it was it was, it was very, very much fucking funny, funny. <laughs> um and yeah it's we're just two people we're three people yeah. uh and three and a half people and like <laughs> there, there's millions and millions and millions of people who live in this state uh, who, who and family members? I mean, it is it is a bummer to have family so far away from us. Yeah. But we didn't we didn't have to run down to you know Nani's house. We knew that like yeah. that she would have power. Like I I am grateful that uh, I, you know I'm not trying to chase down an elderly relative right now. Yeah, like, we were very we were able to just kind of take care of ourselves and our yeah. neighbors to you know the extent of whoever needed it. Um. And yeah, I, ho- I I hope that this episode doesn't come off as like poor us, and I hope it doesn't come off as I, I just I don't know. We try to make a ha- a positive show here, and there are definitely things to be positive about, and there are yeah. definitely a lot of things that need to change. And- I was telling I was telling when people you know we've had a lot of people check in and with us because this has made national news, and I've said like we are as optimistic as people without running water can be right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully by the next time we record, we'll, you know, have we'll running, have, we'll have running, we'll wa- like have running one, water. Like we've been taking this one step at a time and it's like, you know, dad has been texting a lot and like checking in. Yeah. And every time we're like, you know, we're warm, we're safe, everything's actually turning around and it's great. But we don't have running water and, <laughs> and our downstairs ha- yeah. smells so bad. Um, and that's that. Uh, hey, thanks to Bowen and Augustus for the use of our theme song, Money Won't Pay. Finally, link to that in the episode description. Yeah. And thank you to Maximum Fun, which is just a, a true community of artists. And in that fashion, they have been very uh, sympathetic and uh-huh. flexible with our, our timeline and our recording schedule and, and keeping us kind of going, which is important hey if you have friends in texas check in on them because uh i i i genuinely don't i i genuinely think that there's a lot of people who underestimate sort of what what folks are going through and this is again not a plea for uh, sympathy for us we are doing fine and we'll be okay but if you have friends in texas that you haven't heard from just check on them and make sure that or you know i say just texas there's a lot of places that got hit hard um, be yeah. that be that be that community that you know can can step in and fill the needs that you know other places that should be doing it are not. Um, yeah, and I think to to that point, there are still a lot of organizations that need volunteers right now. Yeah, uh, and so if you if you have the time, that is a great idea. Or if you know of people that have a certain expertise that would be useful, you know, like I have heard stories about people driving in. Like plumbers from out of state coming in to help. It's yeah. just like it's. Well, they're also having to start bringing our nanny told us that there's no more plumbing supplies like at the hardware stores in yeah. town. So like there's more people here to do the work than there are actual, which, yeah. you know, we there, haven't gotten our stuff yeah. fixed yet. So hopefully there is a lot of room to to help and there will be for a while. Yeah. So again, links in the description. Please think about doing what you can and um we'll be back next week we're gonna keep we're gonna keep doing the show until the baby gets here which hopefully will be at a prescribed (laughs) date and time and not a listen you listen to me and not a second early (laughs) not a second before until we give the all clear (laughs) the green light and uh that's gonna do it and uh stay safe and 
thank you for your support and your your all of the worry that you poured our direction uh over the last over the last week that means a lot and um yeah and thank you griffin and thank you rachel my you're, wife my you're beautiful great. wife you're you're great you're so great you haven't been able to lift heavy things <laughs> or scoop snow or do a lot of here it comes physical things. But here no, we go. But your support. Here we go. It's not. It's it's. You've been there. You've been lifting the heaviest thing, which is our um, unborn child. Our unborn, our unborn child, who is not a joke. The heaviest white thing. fucking big. <laughs> All right. Bye. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.